Hello and welcome to the Gambler Betting Podcast. I'm Selected Mate, I'm joined by Greg for another look ahead to this week's football action in Scotland and of course all the betting possibilities that lie ahead. Greg, how's it going? Yeah, doing good, thanks. Doing very well. Another team in Scottish football playing tonight. Not so good for once though, not so good. Yeah, let's say about that a bit. We'll maybe touch on that as we go. Uh, and obviously delighted to have Scottish football expert Jim Delahunt join us on the podcast once again. It's been a while, Jim. Great to have you on the podcast. Thanks very much, boys. Nice to see you, Greg. Nice to hear from you too, Paul. Yep. Um, yeah. Will we start at Hibs or will we quickly, <laughs> um, we we're going to have to because we're going to have to speak about their match on Saturday at home to Livingston. So, yeah. beating 5 0 tonight very comprehensively. Uh, tie was over within. 20 minutes, we could say. Yeah, yeah. And quicker than that. They've now got to go down to Villa Park in what must be damage limitation at home. You'd imagine, though, Villa will ring the changes, but I must admit, that was a very, very strong Villa lineup tonight. Yeah, yeah, Just nice one change on the side that absolutely hammered Everton on Sunday. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it's a long well, I was going to say it's a long way back, Jim. It's just not going to happen, is it? Um, but I don't think tonight's result was too much of a surprise, was it? It was no surprise at all, to be perfectly honest. But uh, I know I know that um, the the manager sort of rescued the situation with his press call yesterday. But I, I noticed some of the some of the chat coming out of the Hibs camp at the weekend about just going out to enjoy themselves and all that nonsense. Mm. I mean, they they'd given up before the game even started. So I I, I held out no hope whatsoever, and I was uh, by no means surprised to get absolutely trounced. Yeah, likewise. And Jim, we've spoke a few times about Lee Johnson how he's he's been in kind of dodgy positions before at Hibs but he always seems to get a result I just wonder how many more of these results he's got left in him there yeah you have to wonder I know I know, I know Greg was alluding to the, the the second leg there at Villa Park I mean that that is a write-off I mean mm. how, how do you approach that match I've got no idea um I mean it, it could be another five or six couldn't it if Villa wanted to yeah. I mean it's all very well as somebody said in commentary tonight it's all very well saying oh they might play the kids but the kids would probably take three or four of him. Yeah, they've probably spent a, a, a small fortune on some of those kids as well. But yeah, certainly a difficult week ahead for Lee Johnston and his side. They play Livingston this weekend, which we'll get to pretty soon. Uh, as ever, we're going to have a look through the card in Scotland. We've got a full card, which is great. Uh, with the League Cup last weekend, Greg, no shortage of surprises there either with Kilmarnock knocking out Celtic. No, it was a massive, massive shock. Um, Celtic Was, was it? Another- yeah, I think for me it was. I still think, although Kamarnik have had a fabulous start to the season, I still think no one expected Celtic to lose that match in 90 minutes and go out the cup. But Kamarnik having an excellent start to the season and it's wide open. Yeah, I, the reason I ask was it. Uh, I know a few people that uh, a few quid on Kamarnik at the weekend, Jim, but I think the biggest surprise was probably the nature of the way that Celtic went out the cup. Yeah, and the fact Celtic didn't score a goal, Paul, uh, yeah. and they didn't look like scoring for long periods of that game. Um, and I, I fully appreciate what a terrific start Kilmarnock made to the season. I mean, to, to beat Rangers and Celtic and draw it draw at Tynecastle within the space of a, a couple of weeks has been absolutely fantastic. And all credit to them. Let's yeah. take nothing away from Kilmarnock for winning those two big games against the Old Firm sides and also getting the points at Tynecastle. But uh, Celtic were poor. And uh, as you say, Paul, you, you know, people have been saying to me, that's been coming. Yeah. Um, and uh, I'm, I'm certainly not blaming the goalkeeper, but I, th- I think um, goalkeeper and defence has to be looked at. I think there's there's a long season ahead and, and changes are going to have to be made, I think. Yeah, I think so. And I think the good news for Celtic fans, close your ears, Greg, is that they're at home to St Johnson this weekend. Indeed, indeed. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll get to that one pretty soon. But um, let's kick off with the, the first game of the weekend, which is the half 12 kickoff up at Dingwall. It's Ross County v Rangers. Um, I think it's fair to say, Jim, maybe not the worst starts for Malcolm McKay so far this season, given where they ended up last season. Gave a good account of themselves at Celtic Park. I went over St Johnson and through to the quarterfinals of the Cup, the Welcome Rangers, uh, just after lunchtime. I'm not quite sure what to make of this Rangers side just yet. A lot of changes uh, pre-season. I'm guessing they won't be too disappointed with that 2-2 draw against PSV uh, on Wednesday night. and Sorry, last night. And obviously, they're going to have one eye on that return leg uh, come Saturday afternoon as well, potentially. 
That's the big thing, isn't it? I mean, how much of one eye is going to be on that game coming up in uh, Eindhoven? Uh, they, I mean, that 2-2 result at home, I thought was better than expected. Yeah. Uh, I, I thought Rangers would probably think if we get away only losing by one goal here, we'd maybe get half a chance. Now they think they've got three quarters of a chance uh, going to Eindhoven with a 2-2. Um, I, I thought the performance was OK. Um, the, the trouble is, how do they approach this game at Ross County? Um, I know they have to keep winning league mate matches having lost at Kilmarnock. But uh, the priority, I would think, given that they've got that 2-2 draw, the priority now has to be to go to Eindhoven with a chance of getting through to the Champions League draw next Thursday. Uh, and I wonder, I wonder if that gives Ross County an opportunity because I, I think, like you, I, I think since that Partick Thistle game uh, up in Dingwall at the end of last season, I, I, I think they've had a massive lift from that. Yeah. Um, they're playing very, very well. Um, Simon Murray is, is, is slotted in nicely again. Kyle Turner's playing really well. And and the more <laughs> the more I look at this game, the more I think there's the possibility of a shock. Mm-hmm. Uh, and a, a shock to anybody looking at the fixtures would be a home win. And I, I don't think it's out, well, out with the realms of possibility that Ross County could win this. Now, they're as big as 9-1 to one in places, as short as 13-2. to two, And I think as, as single value goes to small stakes, they're not a bad bet at all. Yeah, Greg, you'd know better than I would. I'd be right in saying that Ross County have never beaten Rangers. I don't believe so, no. I don't no. believe so. Come close a few times, but yeah, ultimately falling short on, on most occasions. I have to say, I fully agree with Jim on this one. I think this could be a real banana skin for Rangers for a couple of reasons. Number one, as we've said, massive Champions League game next week and the, the money that comes with that and the prestige, I guess. But let's look at ourselves on. Ross County for a great start to the season. As you say, Paul, done very well against Celtic at Celtic Park. Comfortably beat St Johnston. Um, threw it away a little bit at Airdrie mm. last week. Uh, 3-1 up. But Eamon Brophy, Simon Murray, Jordan White and Kyle Turner all on the score sheet last week. And they'll be kind of key players for them throughout the season. 9-1 is a is a massive price. And I, I genuinely believe that Ross County here will give Rangers a game on, on Saturday lunchtime. I, I really do. Yeah, I think the I think first goal. I hate that cliche. First goal will be to show, of course it'll be to show. <laughs> uh, but uh, this kind of feels like one of those games where if Ross County can get their nose in front, um, you know, maybe do similar to what Kilmarnock did at Rugby Park against both Celtic and Rangers and just hold out. But I think you've highlighted there, Greg, they've also got a goal threat. They do, um, absolutely do. Forward. Malcolm McKay done a lot of good work early in the pre-season window in terms of getting people in. And let's not kid ourselves on, um, Malcolm McKay's been well-backed by Ron McGregor. I, th- I think they've got a very good squad there, Ross County, and I, I don't see them having any problems this season staying up. They've got a very good squad, spent a bit of money. I think they brought Brophy in for, what, 150 grand, which yeah. is, is big money for mm-hmm. clubs like Ross County. So I think they're very well equipped. And as you say, Paul, they've, they've got um, people who can score goals, and that's always a massive, massive win. Yeah, and I think, obviously, the game on Wednesday for Rangers is absolutely massive. But let's not forget, they've got Celtic at Ibrox next weekend as well. Yeah. They, sim- they simply don't want to be going into that six points behind, as we'd expect Celtic to beat St Johnson on, on Saturday afternoon. No, definitely not. Six points behind and out of the Champions League, potentially. So yeah, well, it's, a massive, yeah. it's a massive week coming up for Rangers. Yeah. And But first protocol for them is to make sure they can't afford to slip up anymore having already yeah. slipped up on the opening day at Kilmarnock. So, yeah, must win for Rangers. Very, very short at, at 1-3. to three. Jim, I, I just collecting my notes here. I have, uh, sorry, Ross County at 13-2. Where are you seeing the 91 just for, for I saw 9-1 at Hills tonight just before we came on. Right. Uh, that, that may well have gone, but 9-1 at Hills, 13-2, 365 uh, were, were the prices that I saw just before we came on air, Paul. I mean, there's plenty of scope for a wee handicap bet as well, potentially, yeah, on, on yeah. Ross County as well. Um, Greg, I know you love these kind of games for corners for the underdogs yes, as well. Yes, indeed. Yeah, so Ross County this season have performed pretty well. Obviously, only played two games, but they hit six corners at Celtic Park in the first half an hour. I don't <laughs> think any club has done that since the 1960s. So <laughs> they hit eight in that match. They hit six against St. Johnson the week, the week after. And they are just one to two to hit three corners against Rangers, which I think is banker material. Fully expecting Ross County to hit three corners on Saturday. And they're 11 to 10 to hit four. So I might have a little nibble on the over 3.5 Ross County corners at 11 to 10. 
Yeah, um, Jim, just touching on not necessarily handicap bet, but the double chance. Uh, again, just referring to bet three six five, they've got Ross County double chance at nine to four. Yeah, that's not bad either. Not bad either at all. Um, I mean, I, I personally, I, I would just it, it's it's one of those games, you know, if if Rangers score first, they could score three or four, but. I just think if Ross County can stay in the game as uh, as they're more than capable of doing, that they've got a chance of winning this. And uh, I, I just think it, you know it's a value price, even yeah. if it is the shorter version, the thirteen to two. I think that's a great value price in the circumstances. Yeah, and I think it's, it's potentially. Personally, I think it'll go probably quite strong at Ross County, but you obviously rested Tavernier, Cantwell, maybe one or two others last weekend against Morton. Slightly different scenario where they're at home at Ibrooks, but team news might be crucial as well come lunchtime on Saturday as well. So definitely want to keep an eye out on uh, for that one on Saturday. Um, as we said, Greg, at St Johnson away to Celtic on Saturday. Probably the last thing St Johnson need given the form that they've been in is a, is a wounded Celtic. Yeah, wounded is probably the right word to use. There's no good time to play Celtic, but I think having lost last weekend against Kilmarnock, I've got a quiz for you both, for you and Jim. Quiz oh, time. Yeah. When was the last time Celtic lost back-to-back matches? Oh. I'm, did they do it in the COVID season? Possibly. <laughs> I, I honestly don't have a clue. So almost two years ago to the day, they lost away at Betis 4-3, then lost at Livingston 1-0. Right. That was the last time Celtic have lost consecutive games in any competition. So two years ago, I, I don't see that happening again. I think St Johnston fifty-five to one. Yeah. Outsiders with quite a lot of firms, Labrooks, William Hill, and a few others giving St Johnston no chance. And I think that's probably the biggest price I've ever seen St Johnston at Celtic Park. And to be fair, rightly so, we are in a really bad shape at the moment. A lot spoken about, obviously. Last season, the season before, we've left recruitment totally on. Brought, what, eight or nine new players in now, but it's going to take them a little bit of time to gel. And obviously, we start the season in abysmal form. Two lead defeats and a humiliating via play cup campaign as well. So this is very much damage limitation for St Johnston. Celtic 1-20. to Now, obviously, as we say, this is not the Celtic side of last year. Very much a work in progress. Um, nowhere near last season's levels, but you have to imagine it's going to be a very comfortable Celtic win. I guess the challenge here is trying to find a bit of value for a side that's one to twenty. Yeah, that's not going to be easy, um, Jim. They, they say in Glasgow you're only ever one defeat away from a crisis. Um, <laughs> Celtic have have had that defeat. They've had it early. I can't see them losing this weekend. No, but but an absolutely massive game at Ibrox next weekend for Brendan Rodgers and a massive week, really. You know, I think there's a, a level of expectation that Celtic would go and um, strengthen their squad this summer. Not yeah. quite sure people are convinced that they've managed to do that just yet. So we've got St Johnson, we've got the transfer window closing, we've got the Champions, the Champions draw, League, yeah. and we've got a game at Ibrox. An yeah. absolutely massive week for the club and for Brendan Rodgers. Well, with that in mind, do they want a really tricky, oh, nervy game against St Johnson in front of their own fans uh, this weekend? I suggest they don't. Um, I, I think Brendan Rodgers will have them fired up to get out there and do much better in front of goal than they did at Rugby Park last weekend. Um, given St Johnson's uh, predicament at the moment, I would fancy Celtic to score and score more than once. And you say, is there any value when there's a, when the, the the Celtic home win is one to sixteen to one to twenty? Well, the only bit of value I can find, uh, and correct me if I'm wrong, Greg, but over three and a half goals in the game, twenty to twenty three. I, I thought that was outstanding. Yes, uh, every chance we'll concede four goals on yeah. on Saturday. Obviously, I don't see us causing Celtic any problems at all. In fact, you'll be lucky if we get to their half. However, minus three for Celtic, 75. A, a little bit of a better price in terms of the four goals being scored. Yeah, interesting, yeah. So mm. you can obviously back the four match goals at 20 to 23, as Jim said, or on the basis we probably won't score. 75 is um, uh, 75 for minus three. And also as well, three Celtic goals and two St Johnston cards, 20 to 23. 
yeah. is also another angle that I've, I've looked at. So it needs to be a little bit inventive, but yeah, I don't think you can argue with that, Jim. Four goals in the game, most likely coming from Celtic. Funnily enough, I, I suggested in last week's Rangers-Morton game in the paper uh, over three and a half goals. And I did say that Morton might well chip in with one to help us, which of mm. course they did. Yep. But Rangers, Rangers could only <laughs> score two. So uh, it can fall down sometimes, but I would certainly fancy Celtic to get a few against St. Johnson. And uh, I'll stick with the over three and a half at 20-23. Yeah. Who's that with, Jim? Uh, sorry, I didn't note that down, but I took, I took an average of all the prices. Okay, doke. So 20 to 23 still out there. It's Wednesday night. I'm not sure if it'll be out there by the time kickoff comes around as people try to find some value in this game. It's really difficult. I mean, at 1 to 20, you're in the realms of fucking a England v San Marino <laughs> type game here yeah. uh, in terms of some of those odds. Even Celtic to win to nil is only 4 to 9. Uh, I'm trying to find the, the half time. Celtic to win that half time is 3 to 10. So, yeah, real. Really difficult to try and find any kind of value in this one. Uh, so good luck if you manage to find any. Um, we've touched on Hibs already tonight. An absolute trouncing 5-0 defeat to Aston Villa. Greg, they are, they are the dreaded uh, 7-10 to win at home against Livingston this weekend. Indeed, it's a podcast trope now that <laughs> we don't back Hibs at home at odds on. That is something we've been speaking about now for seasons on end. Seven to ten. They're now five to six in places, Hibs. All right, we bet. And that will yeah. be a, a direct result of yeah. tonight's score against Aston Villa. Livingston fifteen to four, probably a little bit shorter than that now, having seen Hibs out five to six. This is a massive, massive, massive game for Lee Johnson. Obviously now out of Europe, they've lost their opening two league games, lost at Motherwell and lost at home to St Mirren. Be unthinkable for them to start the league campaign. Three games, three defeats to Motherwell, St Mirren and Livingston. I don't see that happening. I still think going forward, Hibs have got plenty to offer in attack. Defensively, there's probably a lot of question marks, but I think Livingston have started the season okay. They yeah. held Aberdeen to a 0-0 draw, which is a decent start to the season. They lost 4-0 at Ibrox, but they did lose three goals in the last 12 minutes in that match. So that I'm not saying that score flattered Rangers, but it might not have been a 4-0 defeat. Trying to keep it tight and obviously hit teams on the break, Livingston. And I see that's exactly what's going to happen here. I think Hibs might be in for a frustrating afternoon at home to Livingston, but I do think they'll get the job done. And I do think they'll win the match at 5-6. to six. But we're not backing them. But we're not backing them. However, <laughs> what I do like to look up potentially, and it was something I'll share on the channel, is Hibs Corners. Been pretty solid for corners this season, Hibs. Uh, I do think Livingston will, will sit tight and will sit in here and try and frustrate Hibs. And there's every chance they will. But I just feel that overall, Hibs will just nick this possibly 1 0. Yeah. Jim, I think there's a lot to like about this Hibs team, especially going forward. From a punter's point of view, there's loads to like about this Hibs team because there just seems to be goals in their games all the time. They are at their unpredictable best at the moment, Hibs. Um, and it's ha- it'd be easy to get stuck into tonight's result and say, oh, it's an awful result. I think we all expected them to, to get beat tonight. It was just a level of, of how many. Livingston just doing levy things, aren't they? Uh, and I will draw Aberdeen, ground that out, went to Ibrox, were well beaten, and then take care of their United in the Cup. 15-4, Livingston, are there or thereabouts? Yeah. Yeah, I, I tipped Livingston last week to be, beat Air United. I really did think they would win that game, and they did. <laughs> Sadly, their reward for that was a trip to Ibrox in the next round, so yeah. I, I suspect they're probably not going to go any further. But uh, I, I've got a feeling that Livingston will go to Easter Road and, and play for a point. Um, I, th- I think they're capable of playing for a point and getting a point, especially we just don't know what mental effect it will have on the Hibs players after that result uh, mm-hmm. against Aston Villa. Um, they, they, it could go two ways. We all know that they could come out and win three or four nil, or they could come out and think, "How how do we play football again?" <laughs> uh, and and I think Livingston might just be able to take advantage. I thought that was a great nil nil draw against Aberdeen. I really yeah. really did. I thought it was a yeah. fantastic point. Everybody said, "Oh, what a terrible game!" Willie Miller was crying his eyes out, saying it was the worst <laughs> game he'd ever been at. It was a fantastic point for Livingston. They thoroughly deserved it. They pushed Rangers all the way. It was only one nil with what, ten minutes to go. Yeah. And uh, I thought they were well worth their win over Air United last week. As I say, they're just unfortunate they drew Rangers at Ibrox in the next round. But I think they're capable of going to Easter Road, getting the draw. 14-5 to five for me, uh, Livingston getting a point, Hibs getting a point, which will probably 
pick their faces off the floor after the midweek result. I think a, a draw might keep everybody happy. 14 to 5 is not bad at all. Yeah, be enough to keep the rules from the door as far as Lee Johnson's concerned. Yeah, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think it's an interesting one. I think, yeah, as you say, Greg, we can't be touching Hibs uh, at those prices. So, yeah, maybe, maybe a draw is the best tactic to approach this one. Yeah, uh, at all. Yep. yeah. Uh, next up, we'll have a look at Motherwell v Kilmarnock, Jim. And I'm really intrigued by this one. I think it's two forum teams in the league. Um, Kilmarnock, as you've touched on, what a tremendous start to the season they've had, considering you know, you'd have looked at those fixtures uh, to start the season and think, God, they'll do well to take anything from those games. But they're sitting four points in the league and through to the, the last eight in the League Cup. Travel to Motherwell, who have been tremendous under Kettlewell. Uh, disappointing defeat last week in the Cup, obviously. But that was just a third defeat in 21 under Kettlewell since he took yeah. on the job. Yeah, I've, I've still to fully formulate my thoughts on this, but I'll tell you what my initial thoughts are, and I'm pretty sure I'm going to stick with them. I think Motherwell will win this. Uh, they're 6-5 to five generally at home. Um, I thought they were a bit unlucky against St Mirren, and my spies at St Mirren tell me they were a little bit unlucky not to not to take something away from that game. Um, Kilmarnock, uh, I've already said, Greg's already said, um, how, how what a fantastic start they've had to the season. You, you just cannot take that away from them. They're more than capable of going to Motherwell and getting a result. Of course they are. But uh, Motherwell, uh, I'm not going to get into the old third parts of fortress nonsense, but they... they they do do particularly well under Kettlewell at Fir Park. And I, I think they're, with, with the young players they have, I think they've, they've got goals in their team and they might they might just win this 2-1. I'm really putting my neck on the line there, but they, I'm, I'm going for the Motherwell win at 6-5. to five. Yeah, Greg, we're not yet really seeing signs of Motherwell missing Van Veen and the goals that he brought last season. I just wonder if at some point not having that 20-plus goal striker is going to catch up with them. Well, you'd imagine it will at some point. But as you say, they have started the season very well. I'm probably in the opposite scale to Jim here. I it's a tough game to call for me. It's a no bet for me. I can't back against Kelly here. Uh, Twenty-three to ten. If I was to back anyone, I'd be more inclined to back Kelly than Motherwell. Motherwell have had uh, a really good tenure under Stuart Kettlewell. Lost very few games at home at Fir Park, but confidence must be sky high at the moment at Rugby Park. Three clean sheets as well. Against you'd have to argue three of the best strike forces in the country. Good um, point. Very good point. Aberdeen, sorry, Hearts, Rangers, and Celtic. So that puts me off Motherwell a little bit. I think though for Kilmarnock, this is a very difficult, different game for those three games. Yeah, yeah. They were underdogs in all three matches against Rangers, Celtic, and Hearts. Um, sat in, defended really well, attacked in the break, one nil, one nil, nil nil. But this is a little bit different. Do they have to really go for it a little bit more against Motherwell and open themselves up? So a lot of question marks in this match. I'm fascinated to see how it pans out. But I think for me, it's a decent card this weekend. And this is probably a match best left alone. Yeah, I think that's fair enough. As I say, I think it'll be a really intriguing game just to see who comes out on top. I think both teams potentially quite evenly matched. Um, so yeah, I- I'm kind of in the, the no-bet camp as well on this one. Um, looking on to Sunday, we've got two games, obviously Hearts and Aberdeen in European action on Thursday night, so their games are shifted to Sunday. We've got Hearts at Dundee on Sunday, Greg. Uh, Hearts play Palk from Greece tomorrow night uh, with a real good chance to make the group stages. Absolutely. The game's coming thick and fast for these uh, Scottish sides in Europe, which does make the league betting a little bit more difficult. And it's quiz time again. I've got two questions. One more question for you guys in the quiz tonight. Um, Hearts on the road in the Scottish Premiership. In their last 35 away games, how many matches do you think Hearts have won? I'm going, to, 35? I'm going to say eight. Eight for Jim. Paul? Am I allowed to go like just over or under, Jim? <laughs> <laughs> I'll go under eight. <laughs> Under eight. So you're yeah. both right. Well, I'll give it to you both. Eight. Seven oh, well, wins. Jim's, seven, right. wins. <laughs> seven wins. Seven wins in 35. Well, okay. so well done, Jim. <laughs> um, seven wins in 35. When you look at it like that, that's abysmal. Yeah, Absolutely yeah. abysmal for a club like Hearts to have only won seven matches in 35 away matches. Their 2-0 win on the opening day in Perth this season was their first away win in 10. Hearts do not like playing away from Tynecastle. <laughs> and this is a very tricky match for Hearts. Really difficult game for them on Thursday night. And Dundee have had a two-week break. You yep. can argue Dundee a bit rusty, having not played in two weeks. But you certainly won't be seeing me backing Hearts at 6-5 to five in this game. 
I think this game, another one best left alone. You could argue Dundee 21 to 10. I probably wouldn't want to back that either. So again, it's quite an easy one for me here. Um, no bet. I know that's not what we're looking at here, but there's lots of other games this weekend in Scotland. I think there's better opportunities here. And I just get put off by the fact that Hearts do have a dismal away record and most importantly, are playing on Thursday night. And yeah. obviously win that match or have a chance of going through yeah. to the lucrative European group stages. And yeah. again, a bit, a bit like Rangers, they need to have one eye on that. And I'm sure they will. Yeah, there's no safety net for Hearts in the same way that there is for Aberdeen. And Jim, tomorrow night we'll be sitting here, we'll know the result of that first leg, which will also mean that Hearts have got a massive game next midweek, regardless how tomorrow night goes. Yeah, I, I'm lucky enough to be able to write my column after the Hearts game. <laughs> uh, but, but right now, I'll, I'll put my neck on the line again right now. I'm, I'm edging towards Dundee here. Um, and I know Greg's thinking no bet, but I'm edging towards the home win. I think 21 to 10 could look very big uh, if Hearts have a very difficult night tomorrow. Uh, so I'm edging towards Dundee at 21 to 10. I, I think they have to win their home games. And, and I know Hearts are a big club uh, in our context, but uh, I think Dundee have to win home games against teams outside Celtic and Rangers. And Hearts has to be one of them. The atmosphere will be fantastic. The big travelling support from Edinburgh as well. I, I fancy Dundee to get three points here. Uh, again, I'll hold back and just let's see how Hearts play. But I'm edging towards Dundee at the moment. Yeah, what's, I was looking at the fixtures, Greg, for Hearts, and I think they've had a very, very kind start to the season of St Johnson, Kilmarnock, Dundee, Motherwell, Aberdeen, St Mirren as their first six games. Now, if you're, if, you're, if you're Frankie McAvoy slash Stephen Naismith, you've got to be happy with that as a, as a really good opportunity to start the season well, get some points on the board. Yeah, definitely, especially a squeeze between some yeah, really European difficult games. European games. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. Let's see how Hearts got on tomorrow night. Uh, best of luck to them, uh, and we'll see if we'll see if Jim's still committed to Dundee after tomorrow night. <laughs> um, okay. Last but not least, in the Premiership on Sunday, we've got Aberdeen's trip to St Mirren. Jim, have you been to see St Mirren this season? If so, how impressed have you been with them? Well, right on cue, I am getting the loan of a season ticket for Spirin against Aberdeen this weekend. It'll be the first time I've seen them this season. Uh, I am really, really looking forward to watching both clubs, um, St Mirren and Aberdeen. I think it's going to be a cracking game. Uh, again, we've got one eye on Aberdeen's European tie. I know nothing about their opponents, I have to be honest, uh, on Thursday night. So we'll just see how that pans out. Um, by all accounts, they were not impressive beating Stirling Albion last Friday. Uh, they got there in the end by two goals to one. I don't know if I'd hold that against them too much. I think they'll go to St Mirren fancying themselves, whatever happens in their European tie, fancying themselves to maybe get three points. But St Mirren have won their last six. Uh, I tipped them to beat Motherwell last Saturday. They did. I know I said earlier Motherwell might have been a little bit unlucky, but the 90-minute score was 1-0 St Mirren. will take it. Uh, Alex Gojic is playing some great stuff this season. They've got some really good players uh, Tanzer, Kilty, I could name a few, but uh, St Mirren 75 at home. Mm-hmm. I am very, very tempted by that. Uh, I know Aberdeen will make it very, very difficult. I, I think I'd be edging towards both teams to score in this game, but uh, St Mirren uh, might just have their tails up and I fancy them to win at 75. Yeah, I think especially when you look at St Mirren's recent record against Aberdeen, Greg, I think they're unbeaten in five at home against Aberdeen and Aberdeen. I've only won three of the last 11 meetings. Now, I hesitate to use the word bogey team, but certainly a ground that Aberdeen have struggled at recently. I'll be honest, Aberdeen struggle at most, most of the games <laughs> away from home. A bit that's like a, Hearts. That's a fair point. Don't win that often on, on the road, or certainly don't win as many as they should on the roads. Agree with Jim here. I, I think this will be a terrific game on, on Sunday. I'm expecting goals. I'm expecting lots of corners. Podcast friend Div, he's a very happy man at the moment. You could see that St Mirren are joint top of Dev's the division. That's always a happy man. <laughs> and happiest, happiest man I know. Cup quarter-finalists as they head through to um, Easter Road for the Cup quarter-final against Hibs. But I do think it's going to be a good game. Aberdeen 2-1. to one. I don't think you can back against St Mirren at home here in this yeah. match. However, I do like the look of match corners. The line is set pretty high though. Uh, over 11.5, which is it's high for this league. So I think there's potential here for a corners bet builder um, for both sides. Maybe both sides to hit four or five corners each. And that's something I'll share on the channel come the weekend. Yeah, I think that price on St Mirren at 75 isn't bad at all. 
Jim, I thought uh, Aberdeen just yeah. looked as if they lacked a wee bit of quality last week against Celtic. I know they're obviously up against the champions, but I, I maybe expected a wee bit more from them last week. Yeah, I think so. Um, I, I I just think that um, you know, w- watching the highlights that we do, and and also just uh, what I'm hearing from the St Mirren camp, uh, not not just people who are watching them. I'm I'm hearing very very good things, and uh, I'm liking what I'm seeing with my own eyes. I'm looking forward to watching them on Sunday, and I'm hoping to be walking out of the ground having collected at seventy five as well. Yeah, fingers crossed for that one. Hope that's a, a good game for you. Uh, okay, we'll recap the Premiership bets once we get to the end of the podcast. Let's dip into the Championship. Um, we have Queen's Park, who are top of the table. Uh, three wins from three, three. Albeit two of those have been against bottom side or broth. I don't know, some quirk of the fixtures has meant that they've played a broth twice in the, the first three games. Then the United, Wraith Rovers, then Fairland, all on four points after two games. And Greg, we're going to have a look at the United first and their trip to Air United at the weekend. Yeah, indeed. So Dungeon United is obviously league favourites and post-favourites. Disappointing result, I guess, at home to Dunfermline. Grabbed a, a last-minute goal, by all accounts. But they did thump our growth in the opening night, or I think two Fridays ago, three Fridays ago. Hard to look too much into that. Obviously, I think our growth are doomed this season for me already. I think they're going to really struggle this season, our growth. So it is hard to look into that. But fascinating to see Dungeon United at 19-10 to to win this one. For a couple of reasons. Number one, I don't think we'll get them as big as this again this season away from home, United. And when you factor into the fact that Ayr are now missing their two centre midfielders. Yeah. Dempsey's out with a serious knee injury and Andy Murdoch is out as well. Two of their engine room players both out with serious knee injuries and to add insult to injury, Jamie Murphy, who I think has been a terrific signing for you so far this season, is out for three to four weeks. Mm-hmm. So three really, really big players for here missing in this match. Dundee United 19-10. to 10, I think for me it's just too big. And had United been a bit shorter, it maybe 6-4 to four or 6-5, to five, I would have left this. But um, I'm not shying away from 19-10 to 10 on United. And I also like the look of Dundee United to score two goals at 9-5. to five. Now they're no longer nineteen to ten. I nope. think best price is maybe eight to five. Eight yeah. to five. Yeah. I think still backable. Yeah. Um, Very much so. Nineteen to ten was too big for me, and nine to five to score two again too big. So more than happy to get on United, and that was shared on the channel on Monday. Yeah, I think that nineteen to ten price was just wrong. <laughs> from the outset, wasn't it, before you even start looking at Air United's injury problems. Uh, Jim Greg touched on the fact that Dundee United uh, struggled to uh, even just draw with Infirmland at the weekend. It's six, 16 shots at goal, but they had to wait to, I think, the 95th minute before getting their equaliser. Uh, maybe a wee wake-up call for them. Yeah, but uh, I had a business meeting with a big year United man this morning and uh, they are not optimistic at all going into going into this match. Uh, Dundee United, um, if they want to bounce straight back up, they're going to have to beat Air United. Uh, I think they're more than capable. I, I couldn't see anything bigger than eight to five when I had a look tonight before I came on. I still think that's terrific price uh, against an air side, which is sure to be depleted. I think we can be absolutely positive about that. Uh, and I think United... Eight to five, uh, either Friday or Saturday. I think I think that's that's the bet. Dundee United to win away at Somerset. Yeah. Okay. So Greg, you've got Dundee United already on the channel at nineteen to ten. So if anyone's got that, then great. But yeah, still, well done, guys. If they get some of that eight to five, we still think that's definitely still worth a bit of value. And also the over one and a half goals for Dundee United at the weekend as well, Greg. Absolutely. And just just on that on that point, the bookies have been very good to us. I would say so far. But now, when you factor in the League Cup prices and the League prices so far in the opening three weekends, when the prices come out on Sunday, Monday, there's value every single week mm. that we're finding um, by looking early doors and trying to find that early value. Yeah. I think last weekend, it was Queen of the South's turn last weekend. They were 5-6 to six to score two goals at home to Annan and it went off at one to two. So by all means, and I'll I'll probably preach this every week, but try and get your bets on as early as possible. Yeah, yeah, and get some value locked in. Uh, okay, we've got a couple of derbies in the Championship as well, Jim. Let's have a wee look at the, the Glasgow derby, Partick Thistle v Queen's Park. As I say, Queen's Park have started like a train, I suppose. Maybe I'd be a bit fortunate the way the fixtures have failed, but they've got uh, three wins from three. Thistle... 
I don't know. The, obviously, the, the, the loss up and thing will still haunting them. Uh, their first two league games this season, they've held the lead, but they've now just got one point from their opening two games. Yeah. Um, Queen's Park, I mean, as you say, the fixtures fell for them. I, th- I think that was a rearranged fixture which suited both clubs last weekend. Uh, a broth against Queen's Park. Yeah. I, could, I could be wrong on that one, but it, it certainly suited Queen's Park because they were playing well. They had an opportunity to bank nine points out of nine uh, while the others weren't playing, and they took it. Uh, by all accounts, they were well worth their win up at Arbroath. Um, I just think they might not get full points this weekend. I think Partick Thistle back at Firhill um, will probably get something from this game. I think it could be very, very tight. I wouldn't really want to call it uh, but if you were forcing me to call a verdict, I would suggest the draw at around three to one. So party Queen's Park, I'm going for the draw there. I think Queen's Park have got nine points in the bag. I think by Saturday night, if they've got 10, they will be delighted. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah, interesting. I think uh, this will really need to get back to winning ways, don't they, Greg? They do. It has been a struggle this season. I think defensively, when you see the Thistle fans on social media, it seems to be the defence that is causing them serious problems. Shipping goals still. Very disappointing result away to Airdrie. By all means, Airdrie are having a great start to the season and by, by all means, a, a great addition to the Championship, but a very poor start for them. And they're playing the Queen's Park side who will be full of confidence. Potential to go top still. 12 points. I agree with Jim here. I wouldn't like to back either side, and I think the draw looks very tasty at 3 to 1. Okay, a wee derby draw for Hill. Uh, the other derby, Jim, is the Fife derby. We've got Dunfermline v Wraith Rovers. Both sides met in the League Cup earlier in the season, drew one each. I think Dunfermline eventually won that one on yeah. penalties. Um, any view on this one? Uh, only because I watched the full 90 minutes of that game, would you believe? Dunfermline uh, mm. against Wraith Rovers in the League Cup. I thought it was a really good game. I was, I was actually impressed by both sides. Uh, but I, ju- I just think uh, Dunfermline have probably come on more, uh, and I, I fancy them uh, odds against here. I fancy them eleven to ten to beat Wraith Rovers at uh, at uh, East End Park. Now I appreciate that Wraith were a goal up at Hibs um, after the Aston Villa game. Maybe that wasn't that difficult, but uh, <laughs> you know I, I I just think Dunfermline uh, local derby. I think they they think they probably have the edge. I think they probably would have the edge. Uh, and I, I would just go for them. I'd, if they were 10 to 11, I'd be wary. But 11 to 10, I think it's a little bit of value, but then firmly at home to Wraith. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm going for the home win. Yeah, OK. Any thoughts on that, Greg? Yeah, pretty similar to Jim, to be fair. Uh, I, I wouldn't like to back against them firmly at home. I have been quite impressed so far by Wraith. I think they're doing a lot of good stuff at Starts Park on and off the pitch. A much better season so far than last season, and I'm expecting quite big things from Wraith this season. But with home advantage, I, I do think the 11 to 10 uh, isn't the worst of shouts on the home win. Yeah, uh, you've touched on Airdrie, Greg. Uh, not a bad start to the season at all for them. Um, obviously, managed to find their way out of the, the League Cup group. Pushed Ross County all the way uh, last week, only lost in an extra time, having come back from 3 1 down to make it 3 3. Um, and up against a Patrick, this, uh, sorry, an Inverness, Cali Thistle side, who seem to be going backwards after reaching the, the Cup final last season. Going into the last day of the season, they were still in with a shout of promotion, but they've just not started the season well at all. Billy Dodds is on a sugarly peg, mm. I have to say. Five defeats in the spin, a horrible start to the season, some really disappointing results so far. And I must say, this is a horrible trip for them to Airdrie. Uh, I can see Airdrie winning this, and I can see why Airdrie are favourites at 11 to 10. Um, I, I think I'd probably prefer goals in this match. Airdrie are already showing that they've they've got goals in them. I think to score three and come back against Ross County shows that. They beat Thistle 2-1 at home the week before that as well. So I think over 2.5 goals here at 4-5 to five appeals. But certainly, there's no case to be made here for Inverness. None. No, and I guess you you feel the same, Jim. Yeah, none whatsoever. Airdrie, I think Airdrie are banker material here, which is quite something to say when the rods against. Uh, 11 to 10, 5 to 4, I saw tonight. Um, so Airdrie, for me, Reese McCabe's doing a great job. They did really well to come back from 3-1 down last week. Absolutely fantastic. I know they lost an extra time, but what a comeback against a Premier League side. Yeah. And uh, I, I think at home against an Inverness side, which uh, is struggling for confidence, 
and I'm not seeing the manager making the right noises at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think Airdrie, uh, as banker bets go, as odds against shots go, I think Airdrie are the team to be on in the Championship this weekend. Yeah, definitely one for the list this weekend. Uh, the last game in the Championship they've not touched on is uh, Morton at home to Arbroath. Arbroath, three defeats from three. Greg, we kind of hinted in the, the anti-post podcast that Arbroath might struggle this season and it's looking that way. Morton, We've talked up to Gamery um, for quite a quite a while now on the podcast. Made a good showing of themselves, I thought, last week at Ibrox. Not to one defeat won't derail what they're doing in the championship, will it? Not at all. Seven to ten for Morton, which you have to say is actually a very good price. I'm fully <laughs> expecting a home win here, but it's Morton, and I just can't get on board with Morton at seven to ten at home against anyone. They they have had a really good start to the season. And as you say, Doug Yimney's done wonders there, hasn't he, so far? Really good showing last week. I'd imagine Morton will be banker material in the coupon for a lot of people this weekend. And at 7-10, to 10, I do think it's a pretty decent price. I don't know why, I've just got this feeling in my stomach about Morton at home at odds on against <laughs> Arbroath. But there's no chance they'll go off at 7-10 to 10 come Saturday. I'd imagine they'll go off at 4-7, to 7, possibly even 1-2. to 2. Yeah, Jimmy, are you prepared to back anyone in the championship at seven to ten? I am in this occasion. Yeah, I okay. think Morton will win this. Uh, I, I think seven to ten is a fantastic price about Morton. Um, I, I, I don't want to talk about managers getting the sack, but if, if it wasn't Dick Campbell at our broth, he'd be <laughs> under pressure. He really would be under pressure. Um, I, I think Morton will win this and win this well. I, I, like Greg, I cannot see seven to ten last until Saturday at three o'clock. Um, so if you can get it as soon as you possibly can, then jump on it. Uh, I thought they were excellent at Ibrox. And, and just a little aside, I, I, I was doing a lot of chauffeuring jobs on Saturday and uh, I heard a bit of the Radio Scotland commentary and Andy Ritchie was superb in co-commentary uh, on the Rangers-Morton game. Absolutely fantastic. What an insight he brought to that match. So I just thought I'd give Andy a, a good mention there. Uh, and I, I think Morton will beat our growth. I think 7 to 10 is a great price. Yeah, not, not he had Andy Ritchie for a long time, Jim. Yeah, he's 67 now and he, he? he was given as good as he got. I thought he was absolutely superb. Good man, good man. And uh, yeah, I'm sure you'd appreciate that coming from you, Jim. I hope so. <laughs> uh, listen, I think the championship looks like a, a great betting card this weekend by all accounts based on what you guys have said. Um, but we'll recap those at the end of the podcast as well. Let's have a wee quick look at League One and League Two before we wrap up. Um, Greg, I've been kind of banging the Sterling Albion drum for, for quite a while now. Um, I didn't really think they'd get something at Aberdeen, but they still uh, pushed them all the way. I think they finished up 2-1, obviously. They're at home to Kelty Hearts this weekend and 3-4 to four to win that one. Mm, I preferred evens yeah. <laughs> or a punch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, think I, I think with Sterling Albion losing last night to Falkirk quite comfortably. Yeah, 3-0. 3-0 for Falkirk. Don't get me wrong, I do think Sterling Albion will compete well in this league against sides like Kelty Hearts probably Annan, Edinburgh City, maybe Alloa. But I think three to four is very short for a newly promoted side. Kelty Hearts are a bit of an up and down side. Mm-hmm. Difficult to know what you're going to get from them. But I think three to four for me is a bit too short and best left alone. Yeah, I'm glad. I wanted you to talk me out of it, to be honest. <laughs> uh, just kind of blindly been back in Stirling Albion. But yeah, there's, there's the, the price has got to be right. And I don't necessarily think it is this weekend. Um, one that I did like to look off, Jim, was Queen of the South at 3-1 to one to win at Cove yeah. Rangers. Um, I that price. Yeah, I think that feels absolutely <laughs> massive. I think, I'm not convinced that Marvin Bartley's done a great job at Queen of the South, but they're certainly entertaining enough, aren't they? Well, if, if they would stop losing the first goal, they'd yes. be an even better bet. <laughs> uh, so, so if they can actually get it right defensively, and you think Big Marv would get it uh, right defensively, if they can get it right defensively this weekend and stops Cove scoring first, I think 3-1, to one, I think that's with 3-6-5, isn't it? Paul? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think 3-1, to one, we bet 3-6-5, Queen of the South is an outstanding bet. The other... The other bet I would mention is an odds-on shot in uh, that league, and that's Hamilton at home to Montrose. Four to seven is banker yeah. material. They have got to win that. Four to seven at home against Montrose. Uh, that's the one for me, and I would throw in the three to one Queen of the South. Yeah, I think that that Hamilton one's quite interesting. They've obviously made a, a perfect start as well. Three yeah. wins from three, six goals scored, zero conceded, and they seem to have got themselves together pretty quickly after uh, relegation, don't they? 
Very much so, very much so. I've been really impressed. Yeah, both so, on and off the park, I think. On and off, good point, good yeah, point. Yeah. Definitely a buzz about Hamilton for the first time in a long time. Yeah. And I think they they will definitely be up there challenging, you'd expect, Falkirk come the end of the season. But yeah, great start to Hamilton. Montreux is very disappointing so far this season. They were trounced last weekend 3-0 at yeah. home to Cove. Yeah. Cove started the season off pretty poorly, but I've picked up a little bit. They... Drew 2-2 two, two with Falkirk week before that, losing a late goal. Otherwise, it would have been three points rather than one. But a really good win last weekend, we have shows 3-0. Mitch Megason grabbing his first goal of the season. Uh, Gavin Riley banging the goals in for Queen of the South. And I, I do like to look at goals in this game. I think this is a goals banker, to be fair. Over 2.5 goals, but you have to agree. Um, three to one on Queen of the South looks very, very tasty. Yeah, yep. looks a value bet. That uh, over two and a half is eight to thirteen. Greg, so maybe one for the goals, Aka, this weekend. Yeah, definitely. You could probably assume that both sides will score in this match as well. Very few clean sheets, as Jim's alluded to, for Queen of the South and Cove. I think they've only kept two in all competitions this season so far as well. So over two point five goals and both teams to score again. Probably not the worst of shouts at twenty-one to twenty. Yeah, uh, I have no notes for Annan v Edinburgh, so if it's fine with you guys, we'll move on. It was a no bet anyway, to be fair. Yeah. I know, know Annan were struggling last week, had a number of players out, and they did take the lead against Queen of the South last week, but it was a Marvin Andrews' own goal. Not seen it yet, but I bet it was Big a Marv, Big Marv still <laughs> on the go, is he? <laughs> wow. The match was um, Falkirk away to Aloha. Yeah, a really good live. one last week for Falkirk. That's, that's the 5.30 game, yeah. Live on BBC iPlayer and Alba, no less. Yeah. yeah, backed in a little bit. You were getting just above evens yesterday. Obviously, since that win last night, Aloha again, hit or miss with Aloha. I think Falkirk looked good value to win this one as well. Yeah, I don't know what the Gallic is for 10 to 11, but I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, make sure you tune in for that one Saturday night. Eh, forget this Premier League stuff. I'm sure this will be a better game than any Premier League game. Eh, OK, that's League One covered. Let's have a look at League Two. A really difficult league to call. Jim, this one over half the game so far have already been drawn yeah. in League Two. Eh, and I suppose, I'm guessing it's a wee bit of a surprise to see Peter Head at the top of the pile after, after three games, seven points so far. It is, yeah. One, two, drawn one. And uh, there was a bit of six to four just before I come on to talk to you guys. But I think it's going to be generally seven to five at home to Spartans. Yeah. Um, I, I still think that's not a bad bet. That That's one of only two games in that league that I was interested in. The other one being Strenoir at home to Clyde. Um, I, I, I think there was a bit of 11 to 10. They're probably going to be 19 to 20. I think Strenoir will probably be good enough to get the win there. Uh, they, they've had a win in two draws so far but Strenoir and Peterhead would be my two from that league but uh, I wouldn't be going overboard Yeah Greg you've got your eye on Strenoir and I think not only is that a bet for Strenoir you know always a tricky place to go and get a result for any team but Clyde in a bit of disarray Jim Duffy has gone as football yeah. director Brian McLean uh, midfielder I think is taking charge for the rest of the season plenty of injuries to contend with as well I think they only had five players on the bench last weekend, so they didn't fill their bench. Uh, and you got a wee bit of extra value in Stranraer early again this week. Definitely. An absolute standout for me when looking through this weekend's cards, kind of Sunday night, early Monday morning. Stranraer were 23-20, to 20, odds against at home to Clyde. As Jim said, two draws and a win so far for Stranraer. It's their home form for me, though, that really impresses me with Stranraer. They've only lost four of their last 20 at home. So very, very solid down at Stair Park. Clyde, as you say, turmoil on and off the pitch, a lot of injuries, real unrest really, obviously, as Jim Duffy left, as you say. And I think to get 23 to 20 on Monday morning was a steal. Yeah. Yeah, uh, they're, now, they're now 5 to 6, Stranraer. Again, still very backable, so I'm still back Stranraer at that price. But I, I like to also back teams to score two goals. And it's sometimes... a uh, it goes for you, it doesn't go for you. But in this occasion, I'm backing both. So I'm backing a single on Stranraer to win at 23 to 20. And I'm also backing Stranraer to score two goals at even money. That is now five to six also. Yeah. So yeah, two good two good snaps at start the start of the week. Yeah, and again, I know we reiterate it all the time, but it really does pay to get in and get that extra value. Absolutely no way Stranraer will be the price that they are tonight by the time no. sun, the, the game kicks off on Saturday. So to get an even better price <laughs> earlier in the week at 23-20 is how to do it. 
That's so what it shows is we don't always get it right, but the bookies do get it wrong sometimes with the pricing. And I, I, I have noticed so far this season in Scotland, across the league games and the cup games, they're getting it wrong quite a lot, yeah. which is great. Long may it continue. Um, okay, anything else in League 2 that catches the eye before we wrap up, Greg? Not for me. No, nothing for me. Um, I know the English League's started now, Jim, and obviously I'm not going to ask you for your top tips from the English Leagues, but how's that going so far down south? Uh, going fine so far. I really should have stuck with the two teams that I went with in week one. Well, week one for me because I was off on holiday on the, on the real week one, but week one for the Premier League uh, weekend, uh, I went with Leicester and Ipswich in the Championship. They both won, and of course they both won again last week, so I really yeah. should have stuck with the, the two from the first week, but uh, it's going fine, and uh, I think we'll we'll start getting involved in the Premier League this weekend after I've had a look for a couple of weeks. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Okay. Great stuff. Um, can we maybe just recap our bets for the weekend then? Start with yourself, Greg. So for me, there'll be some selections from the Scottish Premiership that I'll be shooting on the channel. Most likely corners in the Ross County versus Rangers game. And I may have a bet builder from the Celtic versus St Johnston match, plus a bet builder from the Ross, the St Mirren versus Aberdeen game. But four tips for me so far for the weekend, and that is Dundee United to be air at 19-10, which is now 8-5, and also Dundee United to score two or more goals at 9-5, which I think is now down to 6-4. And into League 1, sorry, League 2, Stranraer at home to Clyde, and I'm backing Stranraer to win that match at 23-20. It was shared in the channel, which is now 5-6. And also taking Stranraer to score two or more goals, shared at even money, and that's now 5-6. Good stuff. And Jim? Uh, we've obviously mentioned a lot, so I'll highlight my yeah. better ones. And I'm going to go in the Premiership. Nearly said Premier League there. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go Motherwell sixty-five to beat Kilmarnock, St Mirren seventy-five to beat Aberdeen, and a small single on Ross County. Uh, anything between six and nine to one to beat Rangers in the Championship. Big on the Championship uh, this week. Uh, five to four Airdrie for me. Dundee United eight to five. Dunfermline eleven to ten. And Morton seven to ten in League One. I fancy Hamilton at four to seven. Queen of the South at three to one, and at a push, Falkirk at ten to eleven, and two teams in League Two: Peterhead at seven to five, and Stranraer. I think Greg said they were now odds on, so probably about uh, ten to eleven. Absolutely brilliant stuff. Um, I'm going to give your Queen of the South tip uh, the kiss of death. By uh, by tipping that as well, that would be that would be my outsider bet of the week. Just on that note, I, th- I think Cove will score in that game, and you're getting thirteen to eight on Queen of the South to score two. So another Dead angle in that match. Indeed, indeed. Um, Jim, just very briefly before we wrap up, I know you had an early start this morning walking the course at Hamilton uh, for a very worthwhile cause with uh, was it Gary McDaniel. Yeah, Gary was walking all five courses in Scotland. In fact, he started off at uh, my course down at Air. It was Air that I walked. So oh, was we it walked Air, sorry. At, yeah, we walked Air at seven o'clock this morning and then Gary drove up to Hamilton and then he was going on to Perth, then on to Musselburgh and finishing up at Kelso. I believe he was staying the night in Kelso tonight. Uh, be thoroughly deserved if that was, in fact, the case. Uh, he's doing it all for cancer research. You can look him up on Twitter, Gary McDaniel, and uh, there's a Just Giving page there for you as well. So uh, good luck to him. Well done to him. Indeed, and yeah. uh, I'm glad I could be a, a, just a little bit of a help this morning. Absolutely. Best luck to him. He is at the G McD. Uh, on Twitter, uh, so yeah, all the details there in terms of his just given page, and, and well done to him. I'm assuming he'll have finished that challenge by now. So, for a very worthwhile cause. Um, okay, we uh, we'll be back next week, Greg. And don't forget, you can follow Greg on Twitter at Browning84 Greg. And if you're not already doing so, of course, give Jim a follow at Jim Delahunt. Uh, as I say, Greg, we'll be back next week. But in the meantime, thank you very much, Jim, for coming on the podcast. Always an absolute pleasure to have you on. Thank you very much, boys. Really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you. And um, yeah, best of luck with your bets this weekend. Great stuff. Thanks, everyone.